All right. Welcome to another episode of Is This a Podcast? This is actually episode three. And today I have with me one of my friends and fellow comedians, Buddy. He he doesn't go by any other name but Buddy. People often say his what it's on Facebook, but it's not that. It's just Buddy. How are you doing today, Buddy? I'm good. I'm good. And thank you for remembering that. Yeah, I I hate correcting people, so I never do. But yeah, the ones who know, know that I fucking hate my middle and last names, my surnames as they were. Understandably so. I know my uh, gamer tag people always mispronounce that, and I just don't correct them because it's not my actual name. And even if people did mispronounce my name, I don't care. I know what you're talking about. Anyway, but how how is basically going to work today, buddy, is I've prepared a list of topics that I'm going to ask you about. And on the list, I have them numbered one through six. So I'm going to let you go ahead and pick one of those numbers, and I will give you said topic. Some of these I've asked uh, other people. Some of them are kind of specific to you. So whatever you pick, I'm going to throw it at you, and then we're going to talk about it. Sounds good to me. Okay, pick a number. <laughs> One and six, four. Four? All right. This is one that has actually been on every episode so far. <laughs> and it is something that we've all made, and that is poor life choices. Oh, goodness. Oh, man. That's what everybody always says. Oh. So, uh, much like yourself, I'm a, a divorcee. Uh-huh. Poor life decisions. Where to start? Where to start? So you basically want a, a story or something about my poor life decisions? Yeah, just something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, um, one that stands out. Maybe if if you think it's funny or just one that you know. I don't know. Just whatever you feel like telling me, man. I think uh, one of my favorite things is when you get divorced or when you go through like a big breakup. The first thing people always ask, you know, is like, were there any red flags at the beginning? Is there anything that, you know, you look back on and think, man, maybe I shouldn't have gotten into that relationship to begin with. And I've always thought it was funny because um, there was like the trifecta with me uh -huh. and my, with me and my ex-wife that I should have just ran away right at the beginning. Yeah. So at the very beginning, she made me quit uh, doing bands and doing comedy that I was doing like at the beginning there because, uh, she didn't like me uh, being out on the weekends. Uh, yeah. So that's the first big one. The second one was uh, she had convinced me to move in with a family member of hers who needed uh -huh. to rent and stuff. They were living in Stockton. So I dropped my stuff off and I was going to come back the next day to live there. And when I came back the next day, all my stuff was gone. Everything was stolen. Oh, wow. Nothing else in the house was stolen. None of the other person's stuff. Nothing else was stolen, and they had no idea what happened. Oh, well. Wow. The whole family denied it. They're just totally oblivious. Like, oh, we don't know where your stuff went. Exactly. Like, <laughs> they had the window open, and they're like, oh, somebody must have snuck in the window. I was like, that window was definitely closed when I left because I had locked everything. But So that, that was the second one. And then the third one was I had gotten myself a place like really early on because we met like right when we had both turned 18. Yeah. And so I got my, I had a really good job then. 
and so I got myself a place like um, a couple months after I turned 18. And so uh, she convinced me to let her move in, which should have been a bad idea there. Yeah. But then, like I like I said, I haven't even been with this girl six months yet. Not only did I move her in, but I moved two of her uh, cousins' daughters in. Yeah. Uh, an infant, like a newborn, and a two-year-old. And so that that I always look back and I go, man, within the first six months, I got robbed by this woman's family and ended up raising her two fucking uh, nieces and nephew, or her two nieces. It was just, uh, that's one that I always look back on and go, man, maybe maybe uh, 18-year-old buddy shouldn't have been making decisions. Is there anything else? That's that's it on the, the poor life decisions? Nothing else? Yeah. Just just marriage and should have saw the red flags? You never yeah. see them till after the fact, though. That's That's the way it always goes. Yeah, I was lucky that uh, before we had gotten married, the house we bought was all in my name. And so that was the only thing that came out of it was that Uh, I was able to not have to split that with her. That's good. Yeah. Well, all right. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and uh, move on to another topic. We've got poor life choices off the list now we've got one two three five and six left which number do you choose let's go with number five number five all right this is something that you actually talked a little bit about yesterday in the park but if you want to reiterate some of that stuff you can yeah but talking about music like like your like what type of music you like obviously i know you said you'd been in a band i mean maybe you could tell more about some of the bands you've been in you know things like that i don't uh yeah yesterday was yeah we talked about that yesterday in the book but um yeah other than being in bands i've always been a uh, fan of musicals i think i think you said you were a fan of musicals too yeah but, uh, yeah, yeah so like uh, when i got into uh high school and stuff like uh i did theater uh did some sports but mostly i focused on theater and then uh eventually i started getting into like musical theater and stuff and so uh, i i go to a, like a lot of a lot of plays like a lot of theater stuff yeah um, especially musicals and stuff so i'm like i'm very obsessed with uh-huh. story-wise music-wise um, i would say and actually, I will tell a pretty funny uh, band story that I got. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, back when I was in a band, I was like the uh, the last band I was in. I was the one. I was the oldest member of the band. I was like, <laughs> most twenty-four. Uh-huh. The one was like about eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. Uh, two. I was at the time three hundred and fifty pounds almost. Yeah. And that was like right as I was coming out of my divorce. Mm -hmm. So like I get this band together and we decide to go down to San Diego because we booked the gig. Yeah. It was just based off, you know, all all of the members had been members of other shitty bands before. So we go down to San Diego. We get like really fucked up that night. Yeah. All kinds of weird drugs and drinking all kinds of weird shit. And we have an all-nighter. 
my bro, uh, my younger brother was in the bank at the time. And so yeah. uh, the next morning, uh, we're walking around San Diego. And somehow we got uh, into this like uh, group that they were doing at, at the San Diego Chargers football stadium. Yeah. And we're still a little drunk at this time. And I think at this time we were on shrooms. So <sighs> we're like, we're having a bad time in a group. Yeah. And my brother starts getting super belligerent and he takes his shoes off and he throws them onto the football field. Like we're walking around the, the stadium. Yeah. Chuck them on the football field. And as they're like, you know, kicking us out and stuff like that, he spits on the cops. Oh, wow. And then he calls, uh, we had this old family story, but he ends up calling this cop. He's like, is your wife a cop sucker? <laughs> and so they ended up arresting him. But yeah. we were you know, broke fucking band kids. I'm going through a divorce at the time. So we ended up basically leaving my brother in San Diego. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that's crazy, <laughs> man. Because he never got his shoes back. So he, ne- so he was without his shoes. So he had to bust back. Uh, oh, wow. To- no shoes on. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's one of your crazy fans. He was one like of your... years old. I should have been the adult there, but I was like, ah, oh, you know what? No, I'm just gonna drive home. I drove everyone home. Wow. Yeah, I had just some crazy. Well, I had one experience with the uh, the band I was in, and well, at right out of high school, we had like drove to Bowling Green, Kentucky, one time. And before our set, we had commented on how the stage was flimsy and it wasn't going to hold us up, jokingly, you know. So we start our set. Second song into our set, our lead singer jumps up into the air and hits the stage and falls into it up to his freaking waist falls through the stage he's like standing there looking like what the fuck and we just stop we're like what the hell so we pull him back up out of the stage you know it's a fucking punk show fucking start the song all over and start playing again we get like into the song a little bit and the owner of the club comes up and pulls the plug and is like get the fuck out the fuck out of here and we're like what the fuck so we got we drove all the way from tennessee to bowling green kentucky and didn't get paid for it got sent home because our lead singer and our lead singer hurt his back too but i don't think he ever did anything because the guy that owned the club was his friend apparently yeah it's crazy band stories always you know everyone has them oh yeah even (laughs) people that aren't in bands have them (laughs) we went to a show and one of their friends got too drunk or you know something always happens at a band show okay well this next uh let's move on there's another topic that i was gonna ask you about that you already really touched on with the previous one and that's theater i'm just gonna pick this one for you let me know a a little more about theater i mean i know you said you like musicals have you been in plays and productions and things like that oh i do it all the time yeah so um when i was in high school so i moved around a lot Um, never lived with my mom and dad so i moved around between aunts and uncles and grandma a lot. My grandma and grandpa basically raised me. But uh, yeah. in high school, I went through a couple of different high schools. Eventually landed in Kaltai. Um, uh-huh. And uh, that's where I met my teacher there, um, Jim Nunes, who was, he was very young. It was his first year of teaching. And yeah. so uh, 
we kind of he was you know like a cool teacher we did some plays back then um and then when i got out of high school i you know like i said i got married and shit yeah we didn't really get to do any plays because like she was totally against like me doing music she was against like comedy she was against all of that stuff so um i just stopped doing it and then once we got divorced (laughs) i might got a taco truck one day and he pulls up in his car he's like buddy is that you and i'm like yeah and uh he's like hey uh i'm doing this thing at the school with some alumni we should come hang out so i went i I met a bunch of old friends over there and uh, he was like we were doing a show that night for like charity or whatever and so uh our you know we we all used to get high in school so they were, they were like hey let's go get high so we went and got high and we were like trying to we're adults now so i'm like trying to not smell like weed as we go back to this charity thing so as we're coming back we see yeah. him and he can tell that we're all fucking hot because uh-huh. you guys went off and got high without me uh-huh. i'm like what and so it kind of became this thing where uh we became best friends like he's just oh, wow. he became, we started hanging out again me and my old friends that i hadn't seen since high school and, yeah. and him started becoming best friends and uh, a couple years ago he had uh he actually passed away oh wow and, that sucks uh, yeah it does um i had you know i was helping him teach some classes and stuff it was real yeah. fun to work with him but then uh once he passed away all of us ex-students got together and we started a theater group okay so there's a like there's a there's a community in every facet of art i'm sure there's a theater community as well i'm assuming right oh yeah yeah so we started this little theater group and our in our main eventual goal uh is to be able to find funding for like people like us who are adults who can't like focus on theater and want to do theater yeah so like people like our first play was a, a very good success every night was a sellout very good crowds nice. all of but um it took us six months to produce because we're all adults with schedules everyone has a full-time job yeah we're practicing maybe once a week yeah. uh there, there, one of our main characters you know is a respiratory therapist so he's working you know uh, 60 hour weeks sometimes so we would sometimes not see him for a while Oh wow! Uh, the whole idea is to work around adult schedules. Uh, that way, everybody can kind of do theater that wants to do theater. And it's been yeah. cool because, like, uh, at Stab and stuff, I've been able to. Um, my theater mates have also been part of like the improv shows that I've done there. Yeah, yeah. So like they've been a part of that stuff. So we get to do things like that. Um, it's been a little harder to produce plays right now. Oh, okay. you know. Well, not just because of what's going on right now, but just in general. Yeah. Um, the goal is to, you know, once things go back to normal, we have a pretty good connection with uh, Gary Theater down there in Midtown. So, okay. Know, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good thing. I love theater. Um, we we do comedy theater. That's our whole thing. Um, yeah. Like we try to look for absurdist comedies and stuff like that because it's like at the end of the day, you just want to enjoy it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if we're gonna put our time and effort into uh, theater, because we do, yeah, like I said, we do good production. Uh, but if we're gonna put our time and effort into that, we always want to do something that, at the end of the day, is gonna make us laugh. That we're gonna yeah. So, have you ever thought about writing your own comedy play and producing it? Yeah. So our our ultimate goal is to write one and, and do one together. But uh, I've written a couple. 
Oh wow. <laughs> um, I uh, I have a couple. I have two published plays. They're one acts. They're very small, but I have two published, and then um, I have a couple that I'm working on. Uh, but my dream goal, my ultimate dream goal, is to write a musical about uh, uh, like the rock and wrestling era of professional wrestling. Oh, like, a a fucking wrestling themed musical. Yeah, like the whole fucking... Colgan, uh, uh era where that, um, you know that. Dude, that is fucking genius, and I love it. That is a great fucking idea. I would be all in on that shit just because could you imagine, like, The Undertaker just coming down the aisle and busting into song or some shit like that? I mean, that's a good idea, but the whole idea is the rock and wrestling era was, like, that 1985 to, like, 87 era where it was, like, MTV and WWF kind of teamed together. And there was oh. and Cindy Lauper and uh, Rowdy Piper and Mr. T and stuff like that. And just, yeah. that first, just the story of that first WrestleMania would be the whole idea. And it, it, one, I can't believe that movie hasn't been made. But two, it's perfectly made for a musical because you can use Cindy Lauper's music, obviously, because uh -huh. she's a big part of it. Two, uh, you could use like uh, 80s hair metal music, which is always popular. Yeah. And it's it's ripe for a musical. So I, I tweeted it out like a couple months ago and then all of a sudden I was like, you know what, I'm gonna start writing. So I've been like stuck yeah. in this mood of writing that and a lot of my time in uh, quarantine has been like, I wonder, you know, what songs to use and you know what yeah. kind of stuff to do. It's That's... they did a lot of uh WWF albums back then that yeah, yeah. Like music and if <laughs> if that could be used, that would just be the that would be cool that's definitely sounds interesting i never really knew that uh you were into theater that's that's pretty cool though man yeah i have my uh one of my tattoos this one right here where there's all of us in the theater company have the same tattoo oh that's cool so you're you're more tight-knit with that that community or is it like pretty even between the theater community and the comedy community it's it's completely different um i i my theater people are my uh older siblings and my comedy people are my best friends like my 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 theater people are like my brothers and sisters we've been through everything together my comedy people are the best friends that i have i love like I, sacramento has top-notch some of the best oh oh yeah it's a very very welcoming city for the most part the scene is pretty good but yeah okay we've uh went on theater we have three more topics one two or three good sir uh, let's go with one one all right well one is high school what was your high school experience like i kind of led like because of my i went to three different high schools i kind of led like three different lives my first high school was this uh place called linden which was the tiniest community um, yeah like there was not many minorities there um and i had grown up in stockton so i was like you know around a lot of my friends then to move into this town that was kind of weird to not be around that to be around any culture other than like cowboy culture for a long time yeah and then, uh, i i was always an outcast there because i had always i always wore black i always had long you know 
fucking looked like a dirty hair. I remember, yeah. uh, I remember one time this really hot girl uh, pissed me off because she like put a marker on the back of my neck and she was like, I don't think he he showers and if he showers, you know, then yeah, uncle will be gone. And I was like, this bitch. So I like fucking went home and scrubbed it and I was like mad. And I was like, I don't want to go to school anymore. They end up dirty. Not. <sighs> Oh, and then I went to Manteca High, which is like a big, big city. Not big city, but it's a bigger city than. Yeah. And there, I just got along with everybody. I really uh, liked it. It was short lived. And then I got to golf, which was a literal mix of both. It was very country, but it bigger than Linden, and there was minorities, and there was you know more people there. And so, uh, in uh, Galton, it just kind of. My experience was I hung out with what is called the tree people. There is a big tree in the quad of the school there, and all yeah. the weirdest people hang there. And uh, that's where I found uh, my, you know, my people <laughs> amongst the weirdos under the tree. And still to this day, in that school, they call the weird kids that hang under that tree the tree people. You uh, have two more now. Two or three. Let's go with three. Three? Oh, three is my favorite. Okay. Three is my favorite because it is drug trips. You got any <laughs> memorable drug trips? Any that are like scariest? You know, it's one that you would, would like to share with us. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> after my uh, theater friend, my ex-teacher, he was like, at that time when he passed away, he was like my real, my best friend. So uh, everyone was like, oh, you know, is Buddy gonna be okay, all this stuff. So I decided that I was gonna, you know, take a trip. And I wanted to like go out to the woods. Yeah. And I wanted to, you know, just kind of find myself. Cause I'm like, you know, how am I gonna handle this thing? Cause I'm gonna run over. So I yeah. go out on the weekend. And I'm like, okay, so I go to my, favorite camping place which is kind of like a city camping place almost it's weird it's a caswell park it's a really shitty place but there's a uh, certain campsite that uh has a trail to its own beach yeah and my personal trip needed that so i go out there and friday night i take my shrooms and i'm trying to cook something and that's all like the last thing i remember cognitively uh-huh because the next thing i remember is it's daytime and i'm i'm still kind of tripping yeah and i'm laying in this bush area oh wow and i get up and it's right next to the trail to the the personal beach mm-hmm. and i'm like okay so in that trail i see my uh I see my small uh, barbecue that I had brought. Like I dragged it down the trail for some reason or whatever. Like yeah. That's weird, whatever. So I start walking back to my camp. And pretty much my whole camp has been like torn apart. <laughs> Whoa. Like, <laughs> by, like by a bear or something? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've been called a bear before, I guess. <laughs> so uh, I, I guess what happened was... Uh, I was in my tent and I, I kind of remember afterwards a little bit, they come back to me, but I guess I got really sweaty. Uh huh. Couldn't find my way out of my tent. 
because like <laughs> I dipped myself in. So I pretty much hulked and ripped my way out of my tent, <sighs> and in my uh, <laughs> drug-induced brain, I thought, "Oh shit, sober buddy's gonna get really pissed that I tore up his tent. I got to get rid of the evidence." <laughs> So I just started dragging stuff down the trail to the personal beach and throwing it in the water. <laughs> oh, wow. Throwing a tent in the water, like, caught up against this uh, tree that had fallen over in the river. My, my sleeping bags in the water. Uh, I, don't, uh, I know pillow must have, like, floated down. A couple oh, of other wow. things. Like, uh, my bag of clothes was on the beach. I uh, hadn't thrown it in yet. Um, and then the barbecue, and I guess somewhere in between going back and forth, I must have just passed out in the bushes. And to that's me, that's weird. my favorite trip because I was like, I was like, I didn't find myself, and I just destroyed stuff. <laughs> that's that's funny that you were like, like sober buddy's gonna be pissed. Let me hide the evidence. It's like, were you like confused when you got up in the morning? I mean, oh, like, yeah. it's just like. Oh, it that's hilarious, dude. It was one of those ones where things have to come back to you, like a drunk night kind of thing. Yeah, but if yeah. You, when, it's a, when it's a drugs night, you don't really believe the things that come back to your head because yeah. you're like, there's no way that happened. You were you, So you were totally all alone, nobody around at all? No, just yeah. My, my plan was to just go out there, be by myself. Like I had brought out a color, you know, one of those coloring books that have the curse words in it. Yeah. My plan was to get high off shrooms, like really fucked up. I took a lot. I don't even remember, but I took a lot. And my plan was to just like live in that tent for the weekend and kind of like color. I had coloring stuff. I had food. I, you know, I yeah. was like, this is just going to be me finding myself and relaxing and, you know, all the sad stuff that's going on. I did yeah. not find myself. Uh, I ended up, even though I had paid for the two nights, there was no way I could stay that Saturday night. So I ended up like having uh, a couple of friends come out and like drink uh, yeah. my campsite. And then we just like left that night. It was like, there's no fucking, <laughs> I'm not sleeping where there's no tent. You know, I've destroyed the tent. My sleeping bag's gone. My pillow's gone, you know. So at that point, I was just like, yeah, I don't need it. You know? That's, that's a, that's a, that's an interesting trip definitely definitely never never i've never went and tripped out in nature like that the closest i've went is like sitting by the river but i definitely like to go out into nature like deep in the woods and just i want to take that's like. out, out in the woods with somebody who has done it before who will take care of me uh, obviously i know now not to go by myself just because i think i know how oh. i <laughs> especially if you've did a lot because the i think the most i've ever took mushroom wise is an eighth and i almost freaked out i had to call one of my friends and they had to talk me through my trip if it had been for them i don't know what stupid stuff i would have done but yeah I, I had to like have that connection back to reality to not lose myself we have one more topic now I'm not going to make you pick it because it's the last topic, obviously. Uh, what are some of your favorite movies, TV shows, things like that? What type, what genres, things like that are you into your like favorite types? Like as far as movies and TV books, even too. 
Yeah, I'm a. I love so the books I love to read. I love to read novels, but I love to read novels uh, from movies. So uh-huh. like the movie will come out and people are like, "Oh, the book's better." That's the book that I'll read. So like I read the Jurassic Park because as a kid, Jurassic Park was my shit. Uh huh. So um, I read the Jurassic Park books. And it almost like as a kid, I was like, well, now I read the Jurassic Park movies because these books are so yeah. cool and violent and awesome. But then, you know, I still love the movies. The movies are perfect. Yeah. Up until the brand newest one that just came out. But um, so books wise, like, like I said, it's just movies. Like I read the Harry Potters. Uh, I read Holes afterwards, you know, all of that stuff read afterwards. Not a big reader. Holes, the movie, the Disney movie that they made where they dug holes in the desert? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. They wrote, That was a book before it was a movie? Yeah, and it's a damn good book, too. Never, never knew that. So you, you're, are you one of those people, your books are always better than the movies, right? No, so I started that as a way to be like, there's no way a book could be better than movies. And then I just got into books that way. I don't, I still love movies more. I read, I watch movies constantly. I I consider myself a critic of movies. I love watching movies. To me, uh, the question when you say like your favorite movie, there's two different categories in there. There's the category of what is definitively you think the best movies made. And then uh-huh. like, what are the movies you love to watch? Because my favorite movies are uh, Die Hard, uh-huh. the South Park movie, <laughs> Silent Bob, Strike Back, and probably the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I've seen each one of those over 150 times. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. Those are... But as far as the best movies ever made, yeah. Um, to me, that those are those are totally different, and that's uh, Princess Bride, okay, uh, RoboCop, RoboCop, and the, <laughs> and the Departed. Watch RoboCop now, especially with the political world that we're in. Yeah. It is, it is so perfect. That movie, there, there's not a flaw in that movie, and you can watch it today and go, oh my god, this seems less absurd than what we're actually living. Uh. RoboCop. What year was RoboCop set in? Was it was it set in 2020? No, 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 no. I actually think it was set in whatever the time it was in. Um, oh, but wow. it, oh it was like, this is what robot technology is. Like, oh, okay, like an alternate timeline with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Makes it's sense. Like 92 is what year it is. It's it's so perfect. I'll watch it sometimes, and I'm like, this is absurd but like in a way that tells you so much about like how politics work, how finance works and like how people uh, are worth less than money to corporations, you know what I mean? Of course. Exactly. But like that movie tells it all and it's done so perfectly. I never looked at RoboCop in that light before. I know Kevin tells me that too, and I'm like, you just gotta rewatch it, man. It's one of those ones. Like, <laughs> you got, you gotta watch it on weed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that one's one of my favorites, and like The Departed and Princess Bride are the other two, like I think perfect films. Like there's other ones, but they're not ones that I enjoy. Yeah. But, like, Di- I love- Die Hard was a good movie though. Die Hard's one of those that like Die Hard's a movie that if it's on, I could sit down and watch it. It's just one of those films. It's like, oh, it's Die Hard. I'll fucking watch it's this. My it's my favorite because 
when uh, you get that discussion, is it a is it a fucking Christmas movie? It doesn't matter if it's a Christmas movie. It's a great movie. It's a funny movie. Yeah. So, it's-, uh, it's so much fun because it's funny. It's action-packed. It's got Christmas themes if you want to watch it during Christmas. It's got, like, you can watch it any time of the year because it's just action movie. And it's so ridiculously over the top. One shoeless guy who's a cop fucking defeats a terrorist organization. That's fucking perfect. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Very, very good. Very good movie. Well, usually to wrap up, what we do is anything you got going on. I know you do your show, Dr. Buddy Love and all that. Just want to talk about anything you got coming up or, you know, anything of that nature. Like, I know you, like, with things now, I know you did the trivia. I mean, kind of talk about some stuff that you've got going on now. I'm staying busy. I'm uh, jumping into Zoom shows whenever I can. I'm trying to make myself record five minutes of new material every week to kind of try to sharpen my skills. Even if I don't send it into like one of those digital open mics or whatever, I'll always just record myself to um, test, you know, sharpen the sword a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Um, But as far as things going on right now, I'm trying to find a way to uh, turn the Dr. Bunny Love show into like a podcast form something audio listeners can listen to or maybe like a YouTube thing while quarantine yeah. going on. Um, that way I can still connect with people and then also get that show going as well. Um, it sucks because uh, all of this happened right when Dr. Buddy was you know, we had gotten some really good shows under us. And- yeah, hopefully when things go back to normal, Dr. Buddy Love will be able to return to STAB. I'm pretty yeah. sure it will because I, I, I'm glad I got to be on the show. I had a good time. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed myself a lot. I know it's I tried great. to. It's no, great. It's uh, adults talking about sex. Like it's not a big deal, in which as adults, we should be able to talk about sex. Like it's not a big fucking deal. So I like that. And you were a big fun guest on there. Um, a lot of people were worried you know what yours was going to be about but your jokes were really clever and then the kind of i had for our questions afterwards you know i thought would be really clever just because you know you're very funny and yeah so i I think it worked out so far i've not had a bad show with that i love doing the show so yeah if anybody is watching this support david you support people yeah support local local arts man just people in general but yeah, I mean, I guess that'll that'll wrap it up for today, man. Uh, I thank you for coming on and telling me a little bit about these topics that I've asked you about. It's a good time. Uh, thanks for thanks for being on the show, man. I appreciate it. All right, thanks for having me, man. All right, I'm gonna. Thanks for watching, guys. If you like the video, go ahead and subscribe to my channel. If you'd like to watch me play video games, you can go and check out my Twitch, The Southern Reject. I also have a gaming page on Facebook. It's Southern Reject Gaming. And check me out on Instagram, The Southern Reject. Thanks again for watching and have a good day.